How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Curry dribbling, far wing, 13 to shoot, step back, off the dribble, three, it is unbelievable that Curry able to nail that shot. 97 to 88, the Warriors lead by nine, and the Warrior fans in attendance are roaring. That's the biggest lead for them. It feels like 20 right now in this quarter. 20 in that quarter would have been nice for the Cavs compared to what actually happened. The Warriors win the fourth quarter 36-8. to Let me say that again. The Warriors win the fourth quarter 36-8. to The numbers from this quarter don't even make sense. If you want to talk Warriors, by the way, 888-957-9570 is our phone number. Calls and texts to that number will all be accepted. And you're left tonight with a good feeling. You might not have expected it. I mean, even at the end of the third quarter, things were looking grim is strong for playing against the Cleveland Cavaliers. How grim could it ever really be? I mean, it's the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's probably going to work out. And, and it did, in fact. But it was a bad game. It was three quarters of a bad game. They even sort of got back in it in the second quarter, down two at halftime. It looked like, all right, maybe they were locked in here. And they came out in the third, same way they came out in the first. Lazy, slow, I don't want to say disinterested, but they looked like the best team in the NBA playing one of the worst teams in the NBA. You know, look, everyone is vulnerable to that, the human nature part of it. What's important is when it came down to it in the biggest moments, I mean, the whole fourth quarter, the Warriors just went nuts on both ends. And Steph talked about it in the postgame on TV. But to me, one of the big parts of that was Juan Toscano-Anderson, who was the only guy... I'm sorry, Damian Lee as well played all 12 minutes of the fourth quarter. But Juan only played 15 in the game. I don't think he entered the game until the end of the third quarter, and I'm not sure he came out. And end of the third, it was a little rough even with Juan. But what he did do tonight is change the energy in that game. It's not even that he played great. I mean, he did play really well. He was three for three, hit a three. Five boards, two assists, a steal. He was plus 28 in 15 minutes, man. Or no, I'm sorry. He was plus 28 in the fourth. He was plus 21 overall. It's, uh, we were talking yesterday on the show about how the bench is going to shake out, what the rotation's going to look like when Clay is back, when Wiseman's out here. I mean, some of these guys are going to lose their spots in the rotation, and I think we pretty much all agree Juan is one of those guys. His spot is going to go away, but this tonight is an illustration of why he'll still be valuable to this team. 
Juan Toscano-Anderson was not in the rotation tonight for all intents and purposes. I guarantee you Steve Kerr had no plan to put Juan Toscano-Anderson on the floor. I don't know why. Maybe he's just slipped out of the rotation with Jonathan Kaminga playing more. Maybe he didn't like this matchup for Juan for some reason. But they needed a jolt. They needed energy. They needed defense. They needed ball movement because the offense, my old friend Lucas Alexander, producer of the afternoon show, hung out and watched this game with me. And he was saying over and over again, the offense just isn't quite right. The offense just isn't flowing tonight. And putting aside, uh, you know, how annoying it gets when Lucas repeats the same thing over and over again, this was this was true. The offense didn't look quite right for most of the game. They had 68 points through three quarters. I mean, and Steph at that point had 20. So... Not great. No, Steph had another 20 in the fourth. <laughs> but overall, this even at the end, this wasn't a great game for Warriors not named Steph Curry. Damian Lee and Bielitsa were both pretty good. Wiggins and Draymond weren't weren't bad, but but the shooting in general was was tough. The long distance shooting, other than Steph, was largely abysmal. And that's why they were losing to the Cavaliers. I mean, they couldn't shoot, and they could not rebound tonight. And, you know, putting aside the fact that they won and and the fact that this is a team that doesn't threaten them that much, I I do think, I don't want to say exposed, because it doesn't take a genius to look at the Warriors and realize, hey, they might have rebounding problems. But I do think Ed Davis showed tonight what just one big athletic rebounding power forward can do to the Warriors. And I, I... that's why James Wiseman's going to be important. Like you, you would hope that Wiseman's the guy you can bring in to keep Ed Davis's behind off of the boards. I don't know. I don't know if that's in his repertoire just yet. And to be fair, Ed Davis is a rebounding specialty who's been doing it for a very long time at a reasonably high level, the rebounding anyway. So, you know, that it's, uh, it's nothing to worry too much about, but rebounding, especially through, again, through the first three quarters when they were getting their butts whooped, rebounding was a significant problem. A significant problem. Through three quarters, I'm trying to find the stats on it right now. I know this is part of my game book here. First three quarters, here we go. 37 to 23 in the rebounding department, and... 12 offensive rebounds for the Cavs to just three for the Warriors. Again, for the first three quarters. And even at the end of this game, the second chance points were drastically in the Cavaliers' favor, 21-7. to And that's that's an expression of offensive rebounding, a lot of which was done by Ed Davis. Again, if the Warriors aren't bringing peak effort, rebounding is one of the things that's going to plague them, and it did tonight. All that said, though, it's another win, and doesn't matter who you beat or how you beat them at the end of the season when you count them up. 13-2 and two in the first 15 games is even a game better than I thought, and I was the most optimistic person I knew coming into the season. Let's go to Charles in San Jose. If you want to weigh in on the Warriors, 888-957-9570 is our phone number. What's going on, Charles? Hi. I uh, just wanted to say first-time caller. So glad to... Uh actually calling for the first time on your show. I've been listening for a long time. Welcome. Uh, just wanted to speak on, I mean, I think this, this season in, in general is going to basically revolve around the depth of our team. And, and you know, even though we got Clay and Wiseman coming back pretty soon, I think that depth is going to be the big key to the season itself. Uh, and I just wanted to give a shout-out to, to Desano Anderson and how, you know, there was a little talk about how he wasn't playing you know, as many minutes the past few games, and they were sort of wondering where his role was. And for a guy who didn't really play that much the past few games but comes in tonight, you know, scores a couple good buckets in the fourth quarter, plays some defense, you know, never gets down on himself. That's kind of the good sort of bench players, you know, every sort of team needs. And 
kind of players that that bring the championship you know, at the end of the season. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree, Charles. That's a – it's a critical role, and it's a difficult one. You know, but we've talked about what Gary Payton has done with his minutes this year, and, and again, it's very specific, but it's been important, and it's not easy. And with Juan in particular, I like that. This is what this year is going to be for him. And I, I almost hate to say it because I love me some Juan, and I actually think he, you know, in a different situation, he could get more minutes and probably be a, a make a few extra bucks, be be a contributing player uh, to some effect. On a high level, you know, championship type team, he's going to be a guy that's at the end of the bench. But sometimes you're going to need him. And they needed him tonight, not because somebody was hurt, but because the particular sort of energy and effort that he brings were something that, frankly, the the Warriors required. So much of the game tonight felt like a sleepwalk. It, It just, it felt like a team who came in saying, well, Cleveland, their, their big star rookie's gone. They just played in Brooklyn last night. How spry can this team be? Or the Warriors just beat Brooklyn, feeling good about ourselves. This is the take-it-easy portion of the road trip. You know, let's chill. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. They looked relaxed. Entirely too relaxed. That's how you end up trailing Cleveland by double digits multiple times. I mean, they went down double digits in the first half, climbed all the way back to down two, and went all the way down double digits again. And then the fourth quarter showed you the actual, you know, what these teams actually are. And what's funny is the actual team that that was for the Warriors, largely, I mean, largely, the fourth quarter for the Warriors was Steph Curry, Damian Lee, Juan Toscano-Anderson, and a combination of Porter, Bielitsa, and Green. That's pretty much it. I mean, Chioza got in there a bit, Kaminga got in there a bit, Moody at the very end, but more or less... The six guys in five spots who who dominated Cleveland 36 to 8. Steph, Damian Lee, Juan Toscano Anderson, and then Porter Bielitz and Green basically split the last two spots amongst the three of them. That in in some ways, that's like a weird expanded version of the best lineup we've seen a lot of the year, except instead of Kavon Looney, you're getting Juan Toscano, and instead of Jordan Poole, you're getting Damian Lee. And boy, they look good. And I don't think they would have looked like that if not for the way Juan enters a game. Because, look, and he he came in and played like crap in the first few minutes when he came in in the third. But the fact of the matter is, even if he's fumbling the ball, even if he commits a bad foul here or there, the effort, the energy, the the level of engagement is never in question with Juan Toscano-Anderson, and that's what Steve Kerr was looking for. Steph Curry told a little anecdote in the postgame interview about how in, in the halftime locker room, Steve Kerr said Juan was pissed. Juan was sitting on the bench pissed because of the way the team was playing. And then he turned to Juan and said, hey, be ready this half. And sure enough, he's more than ready. He's the guy who sort of made the difference for him. 888 if you want to weigh in on some Warriors basketball after, a, I don't know if I'd call it a great win, but a win. 104-89 in Cleveland over the Cavaliers. And look, road wins are road wins. There's no need to nitpick them too deeply. On to Detroit wish you could have got Steph a little more rest. So it would be interested to see if they decide to sit him tomorrow against the Pistons, who are also tragically bad. 
888-957-9570. One thing I was thinking about asking you, what's your Juan Toscano-Anderson? Like, when you need a pick-me-up. <laughs> I don't know, maybe something you wouldn't expect. Like, I, I imagine we'll get a lot of coffee and a couple of cocaines, but I'm looking for something more creative. I was day drinking. <laughs> That's usually the other way. A little bit of the bubbly. So high! See, all those things probably put you to sleep. I'm thinking more of the pick. Like, when you need a jolt, what do you do to get yourself going? What, what's the JTA you give yourself? Think about that. In the meantime, Filmo Mike. What's happening, Mike? Hey, man. JTA is what's happening, Kolsky. I mean, yeah. I know you probably didn't hear him on the on the um on the post game show with uh with Tim. With, uh, what's his name? Tim Roy. Oh, yeah. I missed that. Yeah. But basically, yeah, he said some of the realest stuff. I, I mean, you you would you would have did that little chuckle you always do when when you like something, you kind of chuckle and laugh at the same time. You like you know you do a little a little weird little voice. I don't know. I'm but trying not to do it right now. About like, it, right? Now I'm self-conscious. I'm, I I had to try not to do it right now. I almost did it while you were saying that. Go ahead. You almost did it just there. I almost caught you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he what he said basically was, he was like, man, it's all about perspective. I'm I'm waking up every day, you know, playing, playing for my dream team, uh, the team of my dreams, you know. Um, I'm playing in the NBA like – like, I can't be mad about not playing, like, in perspective. He said, to keep it real, I was a, I was a, I was a cool player on the average team. This year, I'm a, I have to step my game up because we're a championship team now. So I just thought that that perspective and that mentality is going to honestly keep them ready. And, you know, it's just the sky's the limit. My last one is I, I hate to ramble, but – I don't know what the Lakers were doing by, like, just getting rid of all their players and just bringing on all these prima donnas <laughs> and, you know, superstars. Yeah. You need role players. You know, the Bulls had role players. You, you need role players, and, you know, you need role players that know their roles. Yes. Hope you have a great show. Yeah, thanks, Filmo. It's, it's – look, stars are great, but where you really get in trouble, and I think this is the Lakers' problem – is with a role player who believes he's a star and insists on that role because that's what Westbrook is right now. I mean, that's that's what he is. He's He's not a star anymore. He's paid like a star. He cannot play like a star anymore. Like, I, I, I get no joy out of this. Russell Westbrook just is, he's not that good anymore. Right now, Russell Westbrook is not that good. Right now, by most sort of statistical analysis you can do, Carmelo Anthony brings more value to the Lakers than Russell Westbrook. I'm sorry. I, You know, it's a bummer, actually. Because if he, if he could figure out the right role and accept the right role, I think he could still be valuable, but he doesn't seem capable or interested in that. Anyway, no reason to dwell on the Lakers stinking. Mike's right. Guys who fit, guys who are ready to excel in their role, that's what the Warriors have this year, and it is serving them incredibly well, and Juan is one of those guys, and and the fact that he's able to understand that his role isn't going to be as big as it was last year, and and still want to thrive and and be the best he can be within that role and not be upset about it that's i mean that speaks to his character but it also speaks to the warriors in going after and keeping players who fit the locker room for lack of a better description let's go to schmitty in livermore 888-957-9570 is our number if you want to jump in what's up schmitty Hey there, Matt Kolsky. I love the show. Uh, so I'm not really a gambler, but uh, I know it was a nine and a half point favorite here. And going in the fourth quarter, I was like, man, I can't believe the Warriors are down this much. I was going to bet on them 300 hypothetically and just on the win. 
and I would have lost my 300, and yet here they are to come back. <laughs> so that was the first thing. And then secondly, the jolt you were talking about, my JTA jolt, yes, is uh, maybe uh, under the radar type of a jolt, but I love to just hop in a nice ice cold bath, just throw some ice. I have a tub in my backyard, throw a bunch of ice in there, sit in there for four to five minutes. And that really gets me going. And I feel like we wow. have a number of warrior players that are on the team this year. Gary Payne, the second JTA yeah. and multiple, well, not even just those two, but there are others as well. Yeah. The backyard Everyone's ice bath player. Team. Yeah. I like that. I like that. That's very aggressive behavior, Schmitty. I mean, I, Shout out to you, because that's a lot of effort for a jolt. You know, you got to get the tub, you got to get get some ice in there, you got to fill it up with water. Like, that's not just, that doesn't happen in 30 seconds. That's like a 15-minute preparation to get your jolt, but I respect it. I was never a cold bath guy. I don't know how the, you know, the real athletes. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. I don't know, I don't know how the real athletes manage that. Um... But that's exactly the, an- the sort of answer I was looking for. Well done by Schmitty. If you want to you tell us what your JTA jolt is, 888-957-9570. It's, it's just a funny thing I thought about because that really was the exact, I think that's the exact purpose. Steve Kerr is like, you know what? I, I told him to come out at the beginning and not let down because this is the Cavaliers and they didn't do it. And I told him at halftime, hey, that's not the energy level we require from you. We need, a, we need to bring it in the second half. We should be blowing this team out. And you know what? They didn't do it again. I, th- that's it. Let's see what JTA can do. I can't talk everybody into playing hard. Maybe he can play hard everybody into playing hard. And that's essentially what he did. And because I didn't get to hear it, I, I actually, I'm going to run that JTA back past you here. It's not too long. How long is it, Sterling? Just a couple minutes here? It's about two minutes. All right. Let's hear this two minutes of Juan Toscano-Anderson because, frankly, I'm interested. Juan, uh, first of all, congratulations. What a win, 36-8 to in the fourth quarter. How about that? Man, that's a big run right there. It's a great run right there, actually. Not a big one. That's a great one, especially on the road to pull it out. Man, it's a big run. It's always a testament to you that you stay ready, and I want to know how difficult that is. You're a competitor. You've competed to get here. How important is it for you to keep a, a good mental mindset as you get get a little hug there by Gary Payton in a second? Uh, how, how tough is that? Um, perspective, man. It's not tough at all. I mean, it's mentally tough, but you know, when you put it into perspective, at least for myself, I've been through a lot harder stuff in my life. I get to wake up and play basketball every day. I got great teammates get to play for my hometown team man and so it's just all about perspective man we got the best job in the world i'd be a fool to sit here and complain about playing time you know we got a championship team uh the fact of the matter is last year i was a decent player on the average team you know we didn't make the playoffs um and so this year i gotta step my game up i gotta get better on a day-to-day basis uh get better to help my team and you know we got a championship team so i gotta be a championship caliber player a championship caliber role player and that's my mindset man perspective well one this team is ranks number one in rebounding, but that wasn't going the way it should tonight. And Ed Davis was having his way. Mm-hmm. But I thought early, here's what changed the game for me, from my viewpoint. Early in the fourth quarter, Otto Porter Jr. was in, Bielitsa was in, and Steve Kerr put you in, and you three guys started rebounding. Ed Davis could not get a rebound, and you got all the rebounds that they were missing on three-point shots. You got second chance points down here because of your rebounding. And I, and I thought that was a real factor that it, it, all of a sudden you got big. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a team effort. You know, uh, some guys were keeping Ed Davis off the off the boards. And so that allowed me to grab some boards. Uh, you know, I was marking him a few times. And it's, it's all about attitude and effort, man. Uh, and, you know, we came to the huddle and we t- said we got to execute. We got to finish the plays off on defensively, you know, finish with a rebound. And so I think that was a difference maker. Team effort, man. I didn't do this. Um, yes, maybe some people say I came in and changed the game, but we collectively did that together. So, uh, you know, just executing defensively and finishing the play with a rebound, man. Well, Juan, you finished tonight very nice. 16 minutes, you had seven points. You had five boards. You had three assists. You 
had a steal to boot. And, uh, boy, what just a, a, a pleasure to watch you play in the fourth quarter tonight. That was fun. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. And we will see you on the plane to Detroit. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, All Juan. Right. They should take a bus. I mean, how far is it really from Cleveland to Detroit? It's just a few hours north. Why waste time on a PJ? The the, the, the jet fuel alone, for God's sakes. Interesting, though. I, I was the, Let me get a ruling from the studio. Um, when Juan said... Some people might say I came in and changed the game, but that was a collective effort. Is that a humble brag? I mean, it's kind of like you're saying that I'm the like the spark plug that got everyone in the collective effort. Well, he he he, he credited other people with saying, "Well, you know, a lot of people have been saying I'm the one who came in and changed the game, but I I really think it was a team effort." Either way, I am crediting him. So if he wants to take credit for it, there's I have no problem with that. To me, he was the spark plug. He was the guy. They looked different. With Juan Toscano-Anderson in the game, I could prove it relatively easily. Juan Toscano-Anderson didn't really play in the first three quarters. Cleveland won each quarter. More points. All three. Fourth quarter, Juan Toscano-Anderson played the whole thing. 36-8 to Warriors. So, you tell me, you tell me, did Juan's presence have an effect? I know it's not that simple, but sometimes it kind of is. What's your JTA? What, what's the thing that fires you up? Text line says 510. My JTA is who let the dogs out by the Baja men, obviously. Be a dog. <laughs> I like that. I like it. 510. I'm a Dubs fan, but Cavs are not a bad team. They're 9 and 7 going into tonight missing. Th- yes. They're a bad team tonight. Good god, people. They were a bad team tonight. That team that you played tonight is terrible. They're missing four of their best six players. They stink. They're average with those players. They stink. What you saw tonight. There's no excuse for being down 13 points after three quarters. The whole thing should have looked like the fourth quarter. And that's why. That's why JTA matters. Because he kicked them into gear. He really did. Let's go to Jim in Berkeley. And if you want to jump in, 888-957-9570 is the phone number. We're sticking with Warriors pregame for a little little more while here. What's up, Jim? Hey. uh, Yeah, I, I... I don't get it. Uh, the first three quarters of nobody blocking out, nobody going after balls, that kind of stuff. And and JTA certainly brought that, but that was there with everybody in the last, you know, in the Brooklyn game for sure. Yeah. And uh, and don't I, you think, Jim, it's been there most nights? Right, Jim? Did we lose him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been there most nights this year, right? I mean. Yeah, for the effort has always been there, but tonight it was just like nobody had except staff. He always yes the effort. Yeah, nobody and else honestly, that. Jim, I I don't think it's I I don't think it's any more complicated than you're in Cleveland, which m- would make anybody miserable. You're playing a team that you know isn't as good as you in the first place, and now is missing four of their best five or six players. It's human nature, you know. I just, I don't, I don't know that it needs to be overcomplicated. And maybe we could dig in deeper if they had actually lost the game. But since they put it together in the fourth and just creamed them. Uh, I like that. Yeah, I think we can say that we can basically write it off as, yeah, it was a poor effort for three quarters because human nature leads to letdowns here and there, especially in the middle of a road trip against a bad basketball team. 415 texter says it was Steph Curry in the fourth. He put on a we ain't losing tonight. And Steph was great, but but here's what's crazy. Steph had 20 points in the fourth quarter. 8 of 12 from the field, 4 of 7 from 3. Also had two assists to boot and two steals. All just in the fourth quarter. Plus 26 in the fourth quarter alone. 
The thing is, if you took all of his points, and in fact, you could take all of his points and his two assists, the points from those, get all of that out of the quarter. It's all gone. They still win the quarter. <laughs> no, they don't win the game, but they still win the quarter because that's how good the defense was. So, yes, Steph is a part of the reason you win every time you win, pretty much. Even on the nights where he's not good, he's a part of the reason you win because of the attention he demands. So, yeah, Steph had an incredible fourth. The team, though, woke up in the fourth in a way that it wasn't awake. They they went from down 13 to a laugher, victory. And that's not something that happens just by virtue of Steph scoring and, and nothing else. The uptick in intensity was a huge factor. 907 text says the Warriors are on pace for a 26-4 and four start. Wow, how'd you figure that out? They doubled it. They dub- They doubled the record. That's how, that's how they figured it out. Yeah, they are. Um, it's about to get a lot harder, though. Okay. It's not about to get a lot harder because tomorrow you're in Detroit. But it gets a lot harder in the not-too-distant future. How's that? That might be a more accurate way of putting it. Pistons tomorrow. But then the schedule gets pretty serious. After the Pistons, here's here's where the Warriors go. Three-game homestand, Toronto, Philly, and Portland. Two-game road trip at the Clippers, at Phoenix, then back home where you play Phoenix again. Then San Antonio, Orlando, which is a little lighter, but then a stretch that goes home for Portland, and then a five-game road trip, Philly, Indiana, New York, Boston, and Toronto. I think that's most of your next 15. In fact, that's exactly your next 15 games. I I don't think they'll be 13 and 2 over that stretch. I think 10 and 5 would be nice over that stretch. You'd feel good about 10 and 5. And at that point you're 23 and 7. And and here's what I'll do. I would bet you. I am prepared to bet you. That if the Warriors go 10 and 5 over the next 15 and are at that point 23 and 7, I will bet you they still have the best record in the NBA. 888-957-9570 is the number if you want to talk some Warriors. Dirty in Alum Rock. What's up, Dirty? Yo, first of all, I appreciate you taking the call. Uh God bless everybody that's doing this right now, man. You guys really bring joy to my life. It's really easy to uh listen to a good sportscast and a good radio station man you guys get me through my day but uh thank you so we're going through we're going through uh what we've seen tonight and based on the season i have a different opinion but tonight them three quarters they slipped and i was talking to a good friend of mine we're both diehard warriors and he was trying to beat it into me like yo tonight might be one of those games where you just you're on the road uh you're lackadaisical some shots ain't falling, and then you fall into a really big hole. But my whole point, my whole thing was tonight was wait till it happens, wait till it happens. And I'm not, like, banking on that every night, but we have so many guys that could really take over. And I don't want to stay on the station too much longer with this, but first half, Belly played his butt off. He did. And, wow, he kept us in that damn game. And um, when – Steph finally said, okay, I've seen Steph. They showed him on the camera a few times during the game. He had that look in his eyes where he was like, okay, I'm a, i I got to take this game over. And um, we can't depend on that every night, but, man, there was a lot of help tonight from so many different guys, even though we had bad shots, bad misses, um, you know, uh, steals that didn't go our way or, or, or whatever. But thanks for taking the call. I'll take your thoughts off the air. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, thanks, Dirty. It's a great point about Bielitsa. Here's Bielitsa's first half. 14 points on 6-9 shooting, 2-4 of four from 3. Also had a couple of rebounds, but he was plus 13 in the first half. 
which was basically double the next best warrior. So Dirty's right. Bielitsa was keeping him around. I mean, look, Steph was going pretty well there, too, in the first half. But Bielitsa was only a point behind Steph. Warriors had 51 points in that first half, 29 of them from Bielitsa and Steph. And Dirty's also right that, you know, tonight it was Juan who kind of gave them the energy kick they needed, gave them the boost they needed, but it could be different guys, different nights. It's already been Gary Payton, the second, on more than one night this week, this year. We know Andrew Wiggins can have those nights where he energizes you. Jordan Poole can obviously, I mean, they're, Porter has come off the bench and had big nights. Obviously, wasn't very good tonight, but heck, Kaminga has energized you. So there's just it's it's exciting. It's exciting, and and to Dirty's point, it does. If there's six, seven, eight different guys who can spark the comeback off the bench, it it makes the comeback more likely, especially against the team like the Cleveland team you were playing tonight. We got to take a quick break. But I will get right back to your phone calls when we come back. The phone number, 888-957-9570. And before we go, it's time for a Steph Curry three-point update brought to you by Masterclass. Steph has now made 85 threes this season. He's uh, he's crawling right up Ray Allen's behind on that all-time three-point list. We're We're just... It's a matter of a week or two at this point, I think, at the rate he's going. He's going to pass into the number one spot on the all-time three-point shooting list. Pretty exciting stuff. Can't wait. Masterclass lets you learn from over 100 world-class instructors anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. Get 15% off your annual membership at masterclass.com slash the game. This is the game. In fact, it's Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. comes Porter across. He's open. Catches in the deep corner. Wanted to throw to Curry. Could not. JTA gets it back. Curry relocates. Left wing. Fires away. Got another one. Three threes to open the fourth quarter. Golden State down by four. You can feel the murmur going through the crowd here in Cleveland. Oh no. Not again. Now back to Warriors Wrap Up on 95-7 The Game. Here's Matt Kolsky. That's a cold call by Tim. <laughs> you can hear the moan. Oh, no, not again. Yeah, again. The Warriors did a great job. They did. It was great. Uh, well, three quarters, bad job. Fourth quarter? In the fourth quarter? The Warriors did a great job. That's right. 888-957-9570. If you want to talk about the great job that the Warriors did, we are here to talk about it with you and mark in berkeley joins us how you feeling mark i just want to point out there's only one team in the nba that we lost a game by one point and by four points every other team has had blowouts and you guys are so used to us winning now remember curry can do something like that in two minutes and come back we just haven't remembered when we were losing before and what we had to do to win. You guys have to have more faith in this team, and I think they're just going to keep getting better and better. And the one thing we need to work on is rebounds. And But he's got so many players now in the rotation, he can't even put in someone to replace someone when they're doing bad. That's just He's playing everybody. He's an amazing coach. And I think um, the Warriors are going to win uh, – the playoffs and go to the championship this year and next year. That's my prediction. All right, Mark. Thank you. I I just want to point out, I, I picked them to be 12-3, and three, which, although I was a game under, I had a lot of faith. I had a lot of faith in this team. And there was never a point in tonight's game where I really thought they would lose it. So, again, faith. I don't think I'm the guy who has the lack of faith, but, yeah, Tonight, they showed you again the depth. They showed you again all the different guys they have that can impact the game in different ways. And they also showed you that if a team 
that's not very good, has a double-digit lead going into the fourth quarter, that's okay. <laughs> no, that's probably not a habit they want to get into. But yeah, that's what a really good team can do. A really good team can kind of blow it for three quarters in Cleveland on a Thursday night. You know, D- Detroit, as an example, can't go to Cleveland and trick off three quarters and still get a victory. That's what good teams do sometimes. And honestly, more often than not, like if if the Warriors get one dud effort every 15 games, they're going to be they're that, that means they're one of the most focused, concentrating groups in the entire league. There are not a lot of of teams in the NBA who who don't have at least one off game every 15 or so. And tonight the Warriors won an off game. So that much more credit to them. 888-957-9570 is our phone number. Big Damon in Richmond gives us a call at that number. What's up, Big Dame? Hey, what's going on, Coastie, man? I just want to talk about how um, the Warriors are, what, 12 and 2? 13, no, 13 Dame. 13. Two, 13 and 2. And they're really not shooting well outside of Curry. Not great. Porter, they're not shooting well. And these guys are missing wide open shots. I mean, if you you look at Lee, early on he was making shots, but the last three games he's missed a lot of wide open shots. He's had a little what trouble happens, since coming back from the injury, for sure. Yeah, he has. Now, what happens when all of these guys start shooting at a high, higher percentage? Because uh, Porter's a forty percent shooter from three, Bealisa a forty percent, right around forty percent from three. When these guys start clicking, they're going to be unstoppable. They're certainly going to be very, very good. And, of course, as you know, Damon, all those shots that the Porters and the Bielitzas and the Damian Lees are taking, they're going to be that much more open when Clay Thompson is back. So, yeah, I'm with you. Now, look, Porter and Bielitza have been over 40% on the season. But tonight, Porter was bad from three. A lot of guys were bad from three tonight. And, yeah. That tells you again. That's that's this is the stuff. I mean, you guys remember, you're Warrior fans. You remember. It's a, you've seen what happens. Sometimes when you have a deep team, you overcome the bad shooting nights. Sometimes when you have a really good deep team, you stumble around for three quarters and then whip it together for a dominant fourth quarter to get a victory. You need a Steph Curry to do things like this, but. That's the sort of stuff you can do when you have this type of depth, when you have this type of quality to your roster, when you have a group that fits this well together. And that fit, you know, we've talked a lot about the fit with the new guys and Porter and Bielitsa and, you know, the even the fit for a young Kaminga. But that fit goes all the way to the end of the roster, whether it's GP2 or Kavon Looney or Juan Toscano-Anderson. Juan is a fit piece. It's not to say he's not good enough to be an NBA player. He absolutely is. But he's here because of his fit. He's here because he does a lot of specific things that the Warriors specifically value. And it's the energy, it's the rebounding, it's the passing, it's the defense. And those were all the things that they employed from him tonight. And honestly... Even though Steph's the one with 40, I give Juan pretty equal credit for getting that victory today. I really do. Let's go to Sam in West Oakland. What's up, Sam? Hey, hey man, what's going on, man? I just told him I was like, I want to give love to Damian Lee because he comes out there with that brother-in-law love, and he just knows what to do and how to and 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 how to big, hit big shots and. I hope Steph has another sister that Jordan Poole can marry to eat at that table to get that type of confidence. Because he needs it. Because whatever he's eating at that table, it's working for Damian Lee. So let's get Jordan Poole somebody. All right, man. Love you. Thank you, Sam. I'm not sure Jordan Poole needs the confidence boost, but I, I get where your head's at. Like something, there's something being served at that table that is beneficial. Maybe there's like a, I mean, the thing is, I don't think Steph has another sister. But maybe there's like a younger cousin, you know, 
maybe maybe like I don't know. Really different age groups is what I'm getting at. Jordan Poole's like just turned 21. I don't know. We got to think about that. Can we can we marry Jordan Poole somehow into the Curry family? I almost I almost just said something that we had to dump, so I'm I'm glad I kept my mouth shut. Yikes. Yeah, exactly, Dibs. Exactly. I want to get into a little bit of the sound from this evening. The uh sounds and sounds from post game. The first thing is just everybody talking about Juan. Because again, that to me Steph Curry had a 40-point night. So, it, you know, there's always going to be people who, when you say Juan Toscano-Anderson with his, what, seven points was the difference, are going to call you an idiot. And and to a degree, they're right. Because obviously you're not winning this game without Steph Curry. But, but, I think Juan was the difference. I really do. and And I'm not sure... I'm not sure that uh, the head coach disagrees. Here's what Steve Kerr had to say about Juan. You know, Juan, I'm, I couldn't be more proud of him. You know, he was playing really well when he was in the rotation. We were winning, and uh, I decided to to go to Jonathan ahead of him. And, um, you know, he handled it beautifully and stayed ready and took advantage of his opportunity tonight. So uh, that's what being a pro is all about. That's, uh, that's Juan. Loves Juan. Loves Juan. All right, Steve. Well, how did you guys get it together heading into that fourth quarter? We uh, we got our butts kicked for three quarters. I thought Cleveland was fantastic, uh, killing us on the glass, uh, beating us to every loose ball. And um, we just talked in the huddle before the fourth about winning, winning the twelve minutes. You know, let's just see what what we can do. And obviously, with Steph on the floor. You always have a chance. Um, and when he, when he made those two threes to cut it to seven right away, immediately it was a game again. So um, at that point, I thought that unit just really kicked it into gear. Defense was great. Juan um, stayed ready, uh, as I knew he would after being out of the rotation and was just fantastic flying around the floor. And I thought Otto and Belly were both great. D. Lee made some big baskets for us. So uh, just a hell of a fourth quarter. It was. It was a hell of a fourth quarter. And although it was Steph doing largely the scoring, you can't you can't overstate the effect of Juan Toscano Anderson. And other guys were talking about him as well. In fact, Steph Curry talked about uh, some things Steve Kerr said regarding Juan Toscano Anderson. Coach said something to him at halftime and acknowledged that he has been out the rotation. He should be pissed off, deservedly so, because that's just a, a product of giving other guys opportunity. And he should be ready because we didn't have any energy in the first half. You could tell, like, the first two minutes, his energy was contagious. And then the fourth quarter took off, you know, on both ends of the floor. So it's kind of, again, we talk about it all the time. That's going to be a byproduct of the amount of talent and depth that we do have. There's going to be a couple of guys on the outside looking in occasionally. But if you do take what 2014-15 looked like throughout that year, like there were moments that everybody had a huge you know, part of what we did. And that is the recipe. It's the way that we have to go about it this year. And you have to be ready to play. So uh, credit to him for staying locked in mentally. I mean, there's the best player who had the 20-point fourth quarter telling you what Juan did. Here's Draymond Green. Obviously, the minutes are up and down, but when the games get tough, that's when your number will get called. Tonight, we couldn't get any traction on the defensive end, and his number was called, and he was ready. As you can see, a plus 21, so it's very important. That's when you know you're starting to put a, put a good team together. When you have depth like that, and you can go to a guy who probably for the last three games been out of the rotation, and yet he comes in and had the type of performance he had tonight to change the game for us and make sure we got out of here with a win. So uh, kudos to him for being a true professional. I understand how frustrating it can get, you know, when you are in and out of the lineup like like that but true professionals stay ready as he has always done and that's why he's always ready when this moment is called when his number's called it's that simple that's that's what makes the back end of a roster special 
is having a guy capable of affecting the game the way Juan or Gary Payton II can who can handle it if he doesn't get to affect a game for a week. Because that's his lot this year. And I hate saying it because I love Juan, but that's who he's going to be. This is not the last time he's going to be out of the rotation for two or three games. And just like this time, next time he's out of the rotation for two or three games, the way he gets back in it is probably when the Warriors need a jolt of energy and they're going to trust him to bring that even though he hasn't played in two or three games. To say a player like that is special, I don't want to I don't want to mislead anybody because it's a different special, obviously, than a Steph Curry special. And there's you know, it's it requires a lot more uh luck of the DNA to be Steph Curry special. Even more so to be LeBron special. But I'm not so sure like the the level of work ethic and I guess you can learn some of that stuff. But maintaining the right attitude through all of it, being a good teammate through all of it, Juan is uh should be a really inspiring story to a lot of people who want to play basketball. It's it's really great. And it, it beyond the fact that he was great tonight in a in a way that I think changed the game for the Warriors, just like it's just it's exciting that he made it here. I don't know. I get I get excited about one. So I was glad to see him get back in tonight, and I was glad to see him really have a dramatic effect. But of course, as we've said, as we'll always say, it does come down to Steph at a certain point. Steph? I mean, what else can you say? Let's see if Steve Kerr figured anything out. Well, he's one of the greatest players in the history of the game, you know, and he's the greatest three-point shooter of all time. And the way he moves off the ball, uh, he's so strong and fluid and, and he understands the game on and off the ball. So, and he's fearless. So you throw all that together and He's always capable of catching fire like that. So as uh, amazing as it was, it it didn't shock me because um, this is what he does. It is what he does. But, and yeah, yeah, Steve's right. Shock is not the word. Because it's not surprising, but it still delights me. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm exactly used to it. There's, I mean, everybody in this building can vouch for, at least five times in an average warrior game, I'm going, ah, stop it. Stop that. Because it's unfair, the stuff that Steph is doing. It it defies the imagination at times. And, man, we're just lucky. We're lucky we get to live through it. As far as uh, trying to explain what leads to a 20-point fourth quarter, Steph did his best. Our defense finally got stops. We turned it in transition. Otto set two good screens to get me free uh, in our half-court offense, but our defense was unreal. I was guarding Okoro in the corner for most of the quarter and trying to be in hell position on that, and I was just amazed at our ball pressure and everybody on the string. So you know, that's why we gave ourselves you know, an opportunity to come back. And that's why the, uh, for 36 minutes, we never left our impression on the game because, you know, it's a combination of a little lack of energy focus, but also they were hitting shots. And that was a kind of emotional roller coaster until that last quarter. All right. They were hitting shots, but the defense wasn't as good, you know? Uh, also, Steph, what about you? How did you get so hot? It's nice that the first one went in because we were about to run a play and they had a breakdown. And I turned around, I had a space. And that's one that's like, you're open, so you got to take it, you make it. And then they start to kind of overcompensate a little bit. So you get a couple back cuts, you get a couple overreactions, but you got to make shots, obviously. So uh, again, it was because of the flow. Like we, I can, we can go shot for shot and it becomes a lot harder because you're not still not getting stops, but we were able to do both. And that's why I mean, we have a... <laughs> 36 to 8 quarter is kind of kind of crazy. Yeah, and look, I got to give Juan a little bit of credit for 
getting Steph going too, because part of the reason the ball was moving in the way Steph's talking about is because of Juan. Part of the reason he got those back cuts is because it wasn't Draymond. It was Juan making the passes when Draymond was on the bench. Draymond did have 14 assists tonight, by the way. So not a bad game for him. But as far as that turnaround, that turning point at the start of the fourth quarter was basically Steph and Juan Toscano-Anderson. 888-957-9570, our phone number, if you want to weigh in with some final Warriors thoughts. Drew in Oakland is our next caller. What's happening, Drew? Hey, good evening, Matt. How how you doing tonight? You're good. Hey, so this is this is a game that last year, 2020, we would have said, you know, Steph Curry scores 40 in a Warriors loss. Mm. But this year, even with the same guys with Juan T and, and D Lee and the rest of the cast, it's kind of a throwback to the strength of numbers where, you know, these guys have a lot more confidence. They have a lot more experience. And Juan T and D. Lee hitting those big shots, it just shows you how far they've come since last year where, you know, Curry's always on a MVP level. So he's put up a 40-burger whether, you know, they win or lose. But that would have been the headlines last year where this year, you know, it's sub-nation comes in and, you know, piles on top of Curry's 40, and they pull out a victory in the fourth quarter. So this is this is encouraging going forward. Um, you know, as far as these guys pulling together, if the, if the big stars aren't having the best night to begin with, these guys can hold, the glue, hold it together with the glue, and, and they can finish strong. So yeah. I think it was a good win for them, and moving forward, they, they can continue. Uh, if they get behind like this, they won't, you know, they won't think that they can't get it done. So... Yeah, th- yeah, thanks, Drew. I-, I think you're right about that. I think this is the sort of game that they lost last year. And the one thing you didn't mention, the 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 other guy who I think deserves a ton of credit, and another caller of ours brought this up tonight, Nemanja Bielica. I mean, he wasn't here last year, and his first half was killer. In the first half, Bielica, 14 points, Six and nine from the field, two or four from three. He was a plus 13. Yeah. The whole starting lineup was minus on their plus minus. And Bielitsa was plus 13. I mean, he he really did keep them in that game in the second quarter. It, it was huge. And, and that's something that Steve Kerr addressed after the game as well. Belly kept us afloat in the first half. He had a really good game tonight. Um, made some big plays in the fourth quarter. He found Deedley in the corner for a big three. Uh, made a steal when he dove on the floor at half court and saved the ball. That was a huge play. And I thought Belly was was just terrific. I agree, Steve. I thought Belly was terrific as well. And look, not the toughest opponents, not the best first three quarters, but a road win is a road win. As someone on the text line was saying earlier, you know, role players often don't shoot well on the road. A lot of bad shooting from the role players over the course of this road trip, and especially tonight. Um, You got a good night from Bielitsa, a good night from Steph, and a jolt from Juan Toscano-Anderson, and that was enough to beat a Cavs team that is woefully uh, shorthanded right now. Woefully so. So I think you feel really good. And hopefully... Hopefully you didn't burn so much energy that uh, it's an uphill battle in Detroit tomorrow night. And maybe you learn a lesson from tonight that that might be Detroit out there and they may not be very good, but you got to bring it. Bring it early tomorrow and you got a chance for a nice relaxing second half. Uh, Fail to bring it early and you could have another, another game like this, which I guarantee you, although it worked out okay, this is not the great preference of the Golden State Warriors to be down 13 to the Cavaliers after three quarters. They would rather just blow the doors off the Cavs from the beginning, have that 36 to eight quarter in the first quarter and then relax. You know, that's it. In fact, don't relax before you play Detroit, relax after you beat Detroit 40 to 10 in the first quarter. That is it for tonight's warrior post game show. We continue on after this with Kolsky and company. And that means we branch out just a little bit. A couple more Warriors thoughts, but we move over to the Niners in a little while. We'll have Carlos Ramirez joining us 
he can talk Niners and Warriors and, and maybe even a little Giants because, you know, a little bit of Giants news the last couple days as well. All that coming up on Kolsky and Company. This is the end of Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.